On today's show, Clay and Cindy Cooper join us to introduce us to their new company and website, SpeakShop.com. They've been partnering Spanish language students with instructors in Guatemala through their site and walk us through the perils and pitfalls of new product development, startups, and being the do-gooder in the era of globalization. All that and more today on Tuesday noon for October 3rd, 2006. Welcome back to Tuesday Noon. We're here, another Tuesday, another noon. Uh, can you believe always, it? I, I, I used to not be able to believe it, but now I can. Although I'm a little sad today. Tell me why. Well, Mary's not here today. I know. And I have to look at you. And no offense. No, but, but none taken. Mary, Pete, Mary. Obvious. I, I mean, come goes, on, dude. Goes without saying. So uh, it's just not going to be the same. She's not sick today. She's, I, is she sick or is it her? Yeah, her so son's She's home yeah, tending, tending to the wounded. Yes. The walking yeah, wounded. Not her husband. No. Yeah, Xander, the, no. her, her son. So we hope Xander gets better. I think it's just the thing that's Do going around. Do we give around. a shout-out to Xander? We're thinking shout about out, you, buddy. shout-out to Xander. We <laughs> Take hope you care. get better. We hope they can, uh, you know, patch you up. You're patch you up. <laughs> it's a whole red badge of courage. So you better come in with, like, a headband with a big red spot on it, you know. Uh, don't give your mommy two hours of time. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mary. We miss you. <laughs> Uh, you know, yes. What do we have today? Uh, I don't. Uh, why did you do that? We were supposed is, to do the intro. Oh, did I say yes. that? We actually have a couple of special guests today, and not special in terms of short bus special, but but nice, <laughs> genuinely very, very good people who are instructors for the University of Phoenix and also are doing some really cool stuff. We have Clay Cooper and Cindy Cooper. Uh, how you guys are doing? Are you, are you guys married? Yeah. yeah. Brother and sister. This is a business of convenience. <laughs> yeah. You're not from Arkansas where you were brother and sister, and now you're, no. no. <laughs> Separate parents. <laughs> Separate parents. Well, that's always good. So why don't you guys do a little introduction? Cindy, since you're on my left. Okay, well. I'm looking at you. So, yeah, that's pretty easy. I'm Cindy Cooper, and I helped found Speak Shop, which we're going to talk about a little bit today. And I have been teaching for University of Phoenix for only about six months and really enjoying that. You've taught a couple of flex classes, is that right? I taught a flex class, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aren't, we getting, aren't you getting ready to teach an on-ground on class? If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had talked you into it doing an on-ground yeah, class. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it, yeah. I've been trying to talk you into teaching an on-ground class, that's what it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right. It's daunting. Four hours oh, every week. Pete, is it hard? <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> excruciating. <laughs> you're not I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. No. It's, it actually flies by it after does. the first week. You, yeah. you realize that you you don't have enough time. Yeah, to, yeah. To re- I mean, the soapbox is only so high. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of propaganda I need to spill in those five weeks. It's not long enough. <laughs> well, then you guys don't need me. <laughs> no, we need you. We need we you. Need this you. is I am evidence that we need you. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, save me. Clay, what about you? Um, I've uh, founded uh, Speak Shop with Cindy and uh, been teaching. I haven't taught. Uh, I've gone through the training, but have not taught an in-person class. Went through training about six months ago. Been teaching online for four years, five years. Oh, old hat. Several dozen classes. Yeah. What were you guys doing before you started Speak Shop? What? Well, let's see. I did a little bit of corporate work um, early in my career. Um, like I'm, you know, nearing retirement. Yeah, exactly. Now, what so was that like two years ago? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like straight out of college, I did some uh, marketing research, marketing, international marketing. I worked with Nike uh, for a couple of years here in Beaverton, Oregon, and um, was a really cool job because I got to work with Latin America and my I have a bicultural background. I'm Brazilian American, 
and that was fun. And then I went to grad school because I really wanted to use business for social good. And so I decided if I got an MBA, people actually would think I knew what I was talking about and I could sort of, <laughs> I could sort of uh, fit into that, the business world and, and take the tools of business and, the, and sort of the, the funding behind business and try to do some good with that. And I really wanted to do international development through social entrepreneurship. And that's kind of um, what Speak Shop tries to do. So, so it all came together. And then I did some work in some nonprofits after grad school relating to that topic, business for social good, that kind of thing. Doing marketing and program management, things like that. That's cool. That's cool. Well, that's very cool. And we were talking before we got on the show, but you speak like a million languages, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I only speak three. Only three. <laughs> we who are Native Americans, yes. we're like, we can barely speak one. Yeah. <laughs> Our I, only, I only speak three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the only Spanish I know is Dos Coronas, por favor. That's, that's it. I, I, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Donde está la oficina de cambiar? Right? That's Where's the exchange office? Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. How to exchange money. That's all yeah. I learned from my book on Dos tape. Dos Coronas. Of, yeah. I think yeah. you learned the more important <laughs> I only got to focus on the key things. Just, just all the frivolous stuff we don't worry about. So, Clay, what were you doing before Speak Shop? Tell me about that. Um, so I uh, actually did the corporate thing for quite a while. I was a stockbroker for a couple of years in Spokane, and that was all right. But then I moved over to Charles Schwab and um, traded bonds for a little while and then moved into marketing and uh, went to graduate school in the middle there, but worked for Charles Schwab for about 10 years mm -hmm. and uh, really enjoyed working there, actually. And then, But I think, uh, like Cindy, I just really didn't fit into that corporate mold too well. It, it felt like running my own business made a little bit more sense. Why? Just, uh, maybe it's because I don't really take direction very well from people. <laughs> 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 you get tired of being told what to do, that sort of thing. I see. All and right. uh, it, it really did come down. I wanted to run my own business. I wanted to make the decisions and be accountable for it. I got tired of other people making decisions that really impacted my life. I was committed to Schwab. I really loved working there. But then I felt like there were people making decisions that I didn't agree with in terms of how the company should be run and how it should operate. And so I figured, well, if I'm going to go ahead and think these things, I should either go prove it or shut up sort of a deal. So yeah. I wanted to go and start my own business. And, um, you know, kind of what Cindy touched on just a little bit, running my own business was fine, but I also also felt like I wanted to have, making money just wasn't enough motivation for me. So that's why we kind of created uh, Speak Shop with this social aspect of it to it to try and, um, also help other people, um, I guess the best way to say it is, is to really earn a, a wage that the marketplace would bear. You know, so that, what does Speak Shop do specifically? Well, if you're a student and you want to learn to speak Spanish, you can come to our website. You can. So I'm in the United States and I want to learn to speak Spanish. <laughs> exactly. Right? And I don't necessarily have to be a student at the University of Phoenix. I could be anybody off the street. Yeah, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Pretty much any age. Any okay. age, yep. Um, and you can come to our website. You need to have high-speed Internet access to really use our service well. But then you can come in, and you can open up an account, and we have a number of Spanish tutors there that you can review their profile, look at how much experience they have, how, much, how often they've taught Spanish, for how long. And you select a, a Spanish tutor, and then you make a reservation with them. You pay them online, and then you can have a video conference session with that Spanish instructor, and they will go ahead and uh, teach you Spanish uh, for that one hour. You can set up a program with them, but uh, the, these Spanish instructors are located in Guatemala. 
They are university educated. They've been teaching Spanish for five to 15 years, one-on-one uh, -on -one immersion program. So they're very good, very well-qualified, very, very skilled instructors. They're not just people off the street. They're people who actually know how to teach. And that's, I think, the great thing about this, is it's not just some guy who, who knows Spanish and wants to try and teach Spanish. I can't teach English. I can speak English really well, but I can't teach English. And these these women who are in, located in Guatemala are very good at it. So it's kind of also, I mean, the concept of it is sort of a, like, a little bit of a takeoff on eBay, where the tutors are sort of micro-entrepreneurs, you know, and they now have a tool whereby they can sell their services that they're skilled at through the internet. And so they're not, they're not employees of SpeakShop. They're not employees of SpeakShop. Contractors. That's right. So, so they're, we help them. We provide them with training on both online teaching as well as business and marketing to really empower them to become more like entrepreneurs. And all of our tutors are women. Um, you know, we would take men too, but we, we've started with <laughs> women. And this, this is a really um, interesting thing for them to do, to start their own little business. So is there a reason set, you started with women? I mean... There is. Um, but yeah, so they set their own rates and their own hours. They program themselves in, you know, in their calendar online and then, you know, have little marketing templates they can use with their students and things like that. And we started with women just basically because of good luck. Um, <laughs> but it is an industry that's dominated by it women. Is dominated Teaching is dominated by women. In, in almost all Central America by women. It's yeah. a very common profession that gives women an opportunity to really um, learn a decent a wage. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those folks who are listening to this and curious, what does this cost me? So I get onto your website, I, I find a woman I like. That doesn't sound very well. <laughs> well, and I, I, I'm looking at the website. The website, by the way, is very cool. It is very retro. Speech, Speechshop.com. Got this whole retro sort of, you know, pulling into a 1950s gas station off of Route 66, you know. Very cool. Thanks. Uh, Clay's concept. Yeah, the concept is we're trying to, it, it's, it's learning in the 21st century through video conferencing, but it's still old school that it's just one-on-one -on -one instruction. You're just meeting with one person in person, and that's it. But, but the, tu the tutors don't look very happy. <laughs> yeah, just, you need happy There's a tutors. page on there, and yeah. they, they look to be not very happy. Yeah. I think it's, it's part of that thing. Latin American sort of, oh, Stoic. there's a camera. Yes, yeah. I am a gargoyle. <laughs> we'll give them that feedback. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell them who it was from. Yeah. You tell them Jamie said you're not very happy. <laughs> Why aren't you very happy? Uh, so cost, yes. though. I, yeah, so I, right, I, right. I get on. I, I find myself a, an instructor that I like are... Are they all charging different rates? Well, that's where we're headed, and that's the idea. And what we want to do is get enough tutors where there will really be great competition amongst them. And there are some tutors who have been teaching for you know, many years who may have a specific background in a particular industry that they can you know, charge a little bit more than other tutors. And right now they charge, uh, they're all charging $8 an hour for during the day, and they'll charge maybe a dollar or two more for evening or weekend lessons. And, um, Versus like forty, fifty dollars. Yeah. Wow, that's cheap. Yeah. Wait. Say that again. How yeah. Much was eight that? bucks. Eight bucks an hour. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, that's the amazing thing, and and that's and and I know you're probably taking a cut of that. That's like that's seven fifty or something. Yeah, you but. guys are like poster <laughs> children for globalization. Yeah, you, you tell me seven fifty. No, actually, it's a good question. And the way that we do it though is we 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 like we said we keep kind of we haven't talked about it too much, but we create this as a 
social responsibility sort of thing. So we have we have broken out their payment that goes directly to them and their they have expenses, so they don't clear the eight dollars. Sure, but we absolutely. don't take any of that. What the way that it works is we charge a membership fee to our students. So our students pay us currently it's it's ten dollars a month, nine ninety nine. And they can use our service, take as many lessons as they want for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. We're gonna change that format a little bit, limited for people who want to take a lot of lessons and whatnot. But so you pay us ten bucks a month to use our service. And the tutor's $8 every time you take a lesson. So the service funds the infrastructure. That pays us. Me and Cindy. Uh, pays you guys yep. bandwidth. That's right. Yep. That's right. The that systems, stuff. the website, yeah. Customer service. Who's customer service? <laughs> You're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> customer disservice. <laughs> no, we, we do. We really we try to, to um, build relationships with our members. That's really something that's important to us is sort of trying to be available and um, kind of create a community with everybody. So I'm surprised, though, you're not taking a cut of the eight bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, we... I, I think that model probably down the road is where you're going to head. We had gone... Your expenses. Yeah, we've gone through that many, many times in terms of what's the best way to do this pricing structure. And what we found are a couple of things, is that it, it does make more sense in terms of people are more used to that sort of yeah, concept model. of pricing. But we've also found that since we've launched this direction, that our students respond to it really well. And they really enjoy the thought that the money that they're paying goes directly to the tutor. Mm -hmm. They really mm -hmm. like that concept. And it's an open pricing policy where if we have other competitors and they come in that they may not be open about their pricing and they might take seven fifty an hour. Right. And that's what our students, they like the fact that they know that 8 bucks goes to the tutor and they develop... We found really strong loyalty between our students and our tutors because mm -hmm. it is one-on-one, -on -one and this is your teacher, and people do develop good relationships. Mm -hmm. And so they, 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 we were thinking about that other pricing structure, but we've had such good success with this structure, we may stick with it for a while. Wow, I, I, it makes just such intuitive sense to me, you know, from a, from a marketing standpoint to be able to offer that. I mean, when you talk about that you set up this organization to do social good, and when you can categorically separate the pricing model and say this is infrastructure and this is your service fee and everything else is the relationship between you and this this tutor that is that's beautiful I mean that's really an elegant model Thank you. So I think you Jamie. need to defend yourself a little bit. You've, well, Jamie you've, wants us um, to make more money. Corporate yes. goon. So I'm going to put my Jamie. Jamie uh, is is fond of making money. <laughs> And tell you that you're leaving a lot of money on the table, and 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 the most efficient way to do it is is to take a little bit, and you can separate them out because you can say something like, well, it's eight bucks an hour, and maybe for every hour you do, there's a, a dollar administrative fee or something like that, sure. and so you break it out, you don't hide it, because if you hide it, then you get the yeah, we get eight, and you get seven fifty, and the instructor gets fifty cents, and that's mm -hmm. not fair. Suddenly, so, you're part of the cheap labor model. Yes, you know? exactly. So you, you do separate them out as two separate fees, so people can see that. Uh, and maybe you do have to charge some kind of maybe you do have to charge some kind of monthly fee to to you know help cover those who are only getting on an hour a month yeah. or something like that. But at the same time, you're going to make more money in the long run if, if you and, do and, it by the hour. Yeah, and I it. It, I think there is a way to do it. The other thing we found that it, there's just a, it's very difficult to, from a payment processing yeah. back, back, you know, behind well, the scenes. If issue. it's going straight to them now, it, it, and you're not handling it, if it were to come to you right. and then you were to dole it out, then yeah. But it gets, yeah. And yeah. we don't want to, and it got all kinds of 
complicated issues in terms of whether or not they become employees and yep. how do we separate if the payment goes directly to them. It doesn't become a, a question yeah. that they're not employees for us. And so no, that makes sense. This yeah. has been a good, clean way for us to do this, no. at least in the short run. I think it's very cool, though. And what a concept. And you guys, you guys are getting students every week. Is that what I hear? You're That's getting right. yeah. We get around. Yeah, around. yeah. How's your overall membership? Well, it, it, so here's how, here's a good lesson I think for anybody who's thinking about starting their own business as well. And you know, this goes back to Guy Kawasaki's method of starting a business: build a prototype and make sure it works. People will want it before they go out and dump a bunch of money into it. And so. We, um, yeah, because when we started, I mean, there wasn't no idea. Yeah, there, there, we really had no basis of knowing yeah. that this was going to work. And we thought, you know, we talked to a lot of people who were really skeptical that you oh, could learn gosh, a language yeah. through computer video conferencing. And, yeah. and then, you know, even in, during that time, and when Clay even first thought of the idea, which was in 98 yeah. when he was in Guatemala, um, the, the online voice over internet protocol yeah. video was not very good, not, or uh, hardly existent. You know? yeah. So, so you I'll know, give you a really long yeah. answer to that one quick question about how many students we get per week. Okay, is it more than five? Yeah. Can we, we just around, nail down? <laughs> we get around three to five <laughs> yeah. students per week, new students per week. But there's a reason for that, and that yeah. has to do with the amount of marketing we're doing. And the reason... The prototype thing. The pro- and it all goes back that we've limited our marketing right now because we're really running off a prototype. And, and kind of the genesis for the, for the business, quick story, is that I had always really struggled to learn a foreign language. And um, so I got into graduate school, and I knew I needed to have a a foreign language to graduate from graduate school, and that was a real concern for me. So I just said, I'm going to go down to Guatemala, and I'm going to learn an immersion program because that's how everybody says you do it. Well, that's cool. Just pick up and go. There there I went, and off I went. So I went down, and I studied in Guatemala, and uh, one-on-one instruction, and it took me maybe two weeks, and I realized, wow, I am going to learn Spanish through this method. I can do it. And I was 31 years old, so I never, I thought at that point, there's no way I'm going to be able to learn. But then I, um, it started to work out for me. Uh, Unfortunately, a hurricane came through. Hurricane Mitch came through in 98, and uh, within the area with Guatemala where I was, basically a river of mud came down off the volcano and went through a number of people's homes and then dried up and left about three to four feet of mud in their house, in their homes. So it happened to one of our tutors in the school where I was, and I asked him, I said, hey, you know, do you need any help shoveling your house out or anything? And, and he said no, and, but his neighbors might. So we went out and um, got a look. And, and it was then that I kind of got out of the city and realized that the, the poverty levels that people live with in Guatemala and realized I think I should be able to change this, and I think that people within Guatemala should earn fair wages, and I realized my tutor shows up every day uh, in a very professional manner. He's university educated, and then I started to put together the numbers, and he's earning maybe a dollar, dollar and a half per hour. And I realized to myself, I said, you know, that just doesn't seem fair. I mean, I, here's a guy, and I, I, you know, I was so overwhelmed with joy that I could actually learn a language. I was going to graduate from graduate school. <laughs> I could make my dreams come true. That, uh, and here's a guy who worked very hard. And it goes back to, you know, this American ideology that if you work hard, you do a good job, that you should get ahead. And I just saw that this guy wasn't getting ahead and he was doing all the right things. And really what it came down to was just, he didn't have access to enough demand for his product. You know, so simply supply and demand. Yeah. And there were lots of people who would love to take a one-on-one lesson, but they weren't going to jump on a plane and go down to Guatemala for two or three months. It just wasn't going to happen. So 
you know, at, at this point in 98, the Internet was just starting to kick in. I had developed uh, some web-based uh, uh, projects for um, Schwab. In fact, we developed the first uh, bond trading project, uh, bond trading application for the Internet. And so I felt pretty comfortable that something like this would evolve. And then so in 2000, started to put together a business plan in terms of how this business might look. And um, so then after about, I think it was 2004, we both, I became extremely disillusioned with my job <laughs> and was ready to move on. And we said, hey, let's give this business a try. But, you know, the thing is, no one was doing tutoring at the time. Skype hadn't come out. There wasn't really a lot of VO, VO, voice over Internet protocol. There wasn't any video conferencing really taking place. And what did exist was that were just cruddy-type applications. So I decided I'm going to go ahead and build a prototype, at least to try and get this website off the ground. And, and since no one was doing this, and since we weren't really sure it would work, we said, let's not dump a ton of money into it yet. So we... Um, I found some uh, programmers, uh, one located in India, one located in uh, the, he was at, in Romania at the time. Or Italy. Or Italy, Romania, yeah. In Italy. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, they, and global they, from the start. Right. And, and so I, <laughs> wow. built, I built this program, this, this business plan, and then I had already been, done, been doing some project management, so I could go ahead and put down what it would take to build this web-based application. Got quotes in the United States for $60,000, $80,000. And I said, I'm not willing to take that risk. But then I got quotes from these two guys one and, uh, in India and, and Romania, and they were going to charge me $2,500. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big difference. Oh, and you man. wonder why we outsource. Yeah. I mean, really. And <laughs> so, and I, you know, and I was skeptical, but I told these guys, I said, you know, you need to show me something first before I'm going to yeah. pay anything, even right. though it might only be $2,500 compared to 60000 so sure enough, they were able to show me some of the work that they had done, showed me a working video uh, conferencing application that was fantastic. So we started to work on that. They hadn't finished, but we felt pretty comfortable, and we went off to Guatemala and pitched our business and uh, promptly were told no several times. <laughs> because well, that, who did you pitch? Really, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I've, I don't know. My first question here is how... Is, I mean, if you're having trouble getting you know yeah. this new technology up and running here at the time, Guatemala. Yeah. What what infrastructure what is there in <laughs> Guatemala yeah. to, to have the? I mean, you know. Yeah. And well, we built the idea thinking that really these tutors should only have to have a web-based application. We didn't want them to have to download anything to their computers because we knew the computers there in general weren't oh, very. And they good. don't even have. I mean. The, they Most don't have, internet, have in internet and computers at home. So. But what I did know is when I was down there in '98, the speed of the internet was phenomenal. And, and I didn't understand really why. But then we went to Costa Rica, and it made sense. Because in Costa Rica, the, the uh, internet provider is a government utility. And it's horrible. But you go to Guatemala, totally private enterprise, enterprise mm-hmm. and you've got every other mm-hmm. Tom, Dick, and, and Harry setting up internet. internet phenomenal for the, because speed the and quality. Because of the tourism industry there. So your tutors, are they doing things from internet cafes? Are they doing it from their homes? Or... A little bit of both? Well, a little bit of both. What we, we started with when we first went down there is that we we tried to get partners. with. We said we couldn't find people, independent tutors, to do it because they we would be impossible to kind of wire them the money because they didn't have... It would be expensive to, to wire money to just one person. And they um, um, didn't have Internet in their own homes or access to it. So we went. We decided we're going to have to meet with a partner. 
obvious partner would be like an immersion school. Mm -hmm. And so we met with a couple of different immersion schools, and they had general, you know, genuine concerns that, hey, you're going to be stealing our tutors. Our tutors will be independent. They won't need us any longer. Right. So, but we found one guy who had already been providing the Internet computers to his students and his tutors in his school. And his he guy, was the, the only one. He was really the only one. Had that. He was he was willing to empower his tutors just a little bit, yeah. so that they could become better instructors, communicate with their ex students via email, and uh, he's very enterprising, very socially responsible as well in terms of he's out trying to create a number of libraries throughout Guatemala. So he said, yeah, let's give this a try, and so he works as a partner with us, and he provides them with internet, compu- internet and, and computers, mm-hmm. and then they pay him. Um, 25% of their lessons for uh, overhead, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. and wiring and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so um, that's pretty much how wow. they have Internet access now. Um, we got up and running. Um, we started to get a number of students and then realized uh, with our prototype it just didn't have a number of features that we needed, which were you know, simple things like time zone conversion mm-hmm. uh, for scheduling, easy changing, <laughs> cancellation oh, things, all yeah. these little things that you would think would, you know, what, and you could only buy one lesson at a time. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, we didn't get that for the $2,500. Yeah, it's just real basic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That will be another $2,500. <laughs> so we realized, oh, we got problems. And then everything's on a Romanian time zone. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to reserve for Central Time, yeah. what a time is it? Romanian, Romanian. minus yeah. eight GMT. <laughs> so we went through all that, and uh, so now we're building a new website, but we couldn't keep up with all the customer questions we we're having, so we had to really limit our marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got it to a point now, three to five customers per week, it's fine, but we hopefully will be on a new uh, web-based uh, application here in a month. But I've said that for the last three months, so we'll yeah, see. And, and like Clay said, I mean, we're kind of in a holding pattern with marketing. I, I would like to give a shout-out to Google AdWords and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yahoo has, has the same thing. And, you know, really when we, when we started this thing, we started marketing about a year and a half ago online. And that, that's just been our main tool, that and word of mouth. And then the tutors have come a tremendous distance from being just passive teachers when we first met them yeah. to, you know, scheduling test lessons when they have, because what happens is they're teaching people in person, right? So there are people down there taking lessons in immersion at the school where the teachers are. So they have people who are in front of them and are going to go back to their homes in Japan and the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. And so while they have them there, they have been um, showing them test lessons. They'll, they'll schedule these these um, lessons so that they can do a demo with Speak Shop before people go back home so they can uh, keep t- taking that's lessons. That's very cool. So that's another way that we're getting new students. But honestly, primarily, it's the online click ads and very, very, very minimal. It's something that you can control your expenditure. And it's just been really key as a small entrepreneur to have that because, of course, you know, a few years ago that was... We've almost tried to not, not do any available. sort of mass marketing, right, mass marketing because right. we're afraid we'll get too many students and they'll get a yeah. bad impression of speak yeah. shop because we won't be able to provide the customer service the quality web application so that's the other great thing about the ads is that you can monitor how many people you really want per week if we wanted more we could just increase the amount we'd be willing to spend on google ads and, and get them through that process mm-hmm. yeah we've done some, some pr some press releases and things like that which help with the organic search engine optimization mm-hmm. so that people can mm-hmm. kind of find us um, just through the the regular listing you know on the searches versus the paid ads um, and that's actually been good too, been really good. Mm-hmm. So. 
Are you making a difference? So the, the tutors that you're hiring in Guatemala, are you making a difference in their lives? I think so. I think so. It, it seems um, from what they tell us and from the fact that the money they're earning now isn't um, any money that they would have generated at all. So we haven't taken away from their general mm-hmm. salary. That they would it's generate. new money. It's, it's, it's absolutely new money. Right. And they really only work maybe three months out of the year on a consistent basis because that's when all the tourism comes down. But at the end of the summer, very few people travel to Guatemala. So they don't have income really on a regular basis for about nine months. And what, and what we are finding right now, we have some tutors. I mean, some tutors don't teach too much. Some tutors teach quite a bit. But we have some tutors who have doubled their salary. On a monthly basis. Yeah, and I mean, I think you so. see things like, you know, they're encouraging their daughters to do it. <laughs> you know, I think wow. that's, that says something. One of the tutors now has a computer and internet in her home, and that's mm-hmm. real change. We're talking a year, you know, so I think that's real, that's real change, sort of measurable impact. Can you give me an idea? I mean, eight bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. What is that in Guatemala? Um, let's see, it's about eight quetzales to the dollar, right? Yeah. But I mean, okay. essentially, is that you know a burrito and a coke or? Right, right. Or, so like I went to McDonald's and they and I bought because uh, they have McDonald's there because yeah. <laughs> I've eaten there, but I think yeah. <laughs> the burger probably you can runs. get trans fat anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Universal. That anyway. I think it, yeah, I think the but Burger King had the chocolate chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, so which was we went awesome. there more. I think the, <laughs> okay, that's a real shame that we've gone this route. <laughs> I know. I think though the the Big Mac probably runs seventy cents to, on the dollar or something like that. In Guatemala, I don't think I think it was a little bit cheaper, but it was about seven cents, and that's the only way I can compare. Yeah, because McDonald's has that they do that gauge of like yeah. you know there's purchasing power parity, and then there's like the McDonald's comparison. Yeah, and so that's always a good tool. But so seventy cents, seventy U.S. dollars at cents McDonald's. At McDonald's, yeah. It d- it does. And how many Guatemalans eat at McDonald's? I mean, you were talking that they that your tutor when you were there, Clay, was making a dollar twenty five an hour. Yeah. So. Suddenly, you're the the what you're doing to them for their business right. is because the, the potential is large. They're not buying McDonald's. They're they're living yeah. in a quality of life that in the United States we would consider poverty right. without question. Mm-hmm. You would call mm-hmm. it, and and they these these teachers are better off than probably with their current salary without us helping them. Are probably better off than seventy percent of the population within Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't yeah. you say something like that? I don't know the numbers, but. We're trying to basically. It, it is one of the poorest nations. One of the poorest Central nations. That's unbelievable. And so, but they are. They have a. They have a, a wage, and they're earning money, and they have a, a place to live. But we really want to. This is the. This is. You know, they should be like I said earlier. They should be living at a middle class lifestyle for the quality mm-hmm. of work that they're providing. And that's really all we're trying to shoot to try and create is a stronger middle class within these countries. This goes back to what you discussed on your previous. Um, Tuesday at noon, where there really is very little middle class in Central mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for them to earn a wage that's determined by the market. Mm-hmm. And they're operating at, you know, at two levels in terms of making more per hour and then, like Clay was saying, having the consistency of wages year-round and being able to also just connect with a world of, of students. I mean, it's, it's access to the world market is, mm-hmm. is what it is. And, and um, so I think that that... How many, how many tutors do you have now? How many contractors do you have right now? We have about 10 that are trained and, and um, able to give lessons. And then there are 20 or 30 that are waiting in the wings for the big boom. And how, how are you recruiting tutors right now? I mean, when you're, you, you went down there for your initial push and you got a bunch of them, and now 
you know, are you making regular trips down to Guatemala? And you're we were there in May, and we were celebrating our first year together, and that was great. And um, basically, what happens is there are other tutors at this school who wanted to meet with us and are interested in tutoring online. So we did have in-person interviews with them, and. But that's been sort of, a, in, in that particular school, that's been the uh, pipeline is that they have tutors that are teaching in person. And so there's a little self-selection, you know, tutors who are interested in doing it, and then a little bit of, um, you know, uh, checks and balances in terms of the, the people we work with already know the good tutors. And so they, they together kind of do the pre-screening, and then we meet with all of the tutors before they can teach online, you know, and, and have conversations with them, discuss expectations and things like that. And then if they go through the process and want to teach online, then they will get trained online for several hours before they meet with a real student. Um, and we provide them with, you know, the materials we've developed in terms of, like, best practices and tools and, and things like that that they can use, you know, marketing emails, things like that. And we also, so if a student comes in, we've done some pre-screening, made sure that they're qualified, they're good instructors, but then also the student's able to provide feedback at the end of each lesson. So if you come in and you're doing your tutor selection, you can see what other students have posted on a one-to-five scale and then also any comments. It's wonderful. I just uh, was... Uh, I was just past the secret test co- <laughs> test code to get in and be able to to look at I this. I didn't want and to the, say that out loud. The interva- yeah. Yes, and, and nor would I want to, you know, make a mistake and read we this. We should just roll it in a lip smack. But- <laughs> like Mary did. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to that episode. Mary was talking about passing notes in high school using the lip smack tube. So that's right. Yes. Oh, I didn't it's know really that. Absolute I got renic- yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the interface is just very intuitive. I mean, it makes it makes sense when you're looking at it you see the, the tutors you see their their experience how long they've been they've been teaching um, let's see where was I? I was just there and I can I really learn Spanish so if I yeah. I don't know a lick of Spanish and can I learn it well, I well enough I think goes without saying I think about yeah. Kevin all yeah, the time Kevin, he's yeah. Lauren's dad yeah. and he is I would say 60 he's retired yeah he? yeah and so and he really not ba- that Jamie's sixty or no, retired, I know, but I'm trying I to give you, a good yeah, example no, of somebody thanks. who's. He was intimidated. <laughs> he was intimidated. Yeah. He was not uh, skilled in using even the internet or a computer, so this was really new to him. And he came in. He barely spoke any Spanish, and, but his daughter was down in um, Central America in a couple of different countries. He wanted to go visit her, mm-hmm. so he's decided he was going to start taking lessons with us. And he took he took a few lessons each week, mm-hmm. one hour lessons a few for times a for about a month or so, and then. He went down to Bolivia to visit his daughter. He came back and he wrote me this note and he said, Clay. I think it was Mexico. Well, maybe it was Mexico. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they spoke Spanish. <laughs> anyway, he goes and down. The gloves come off. <laughs> <laughs> so they go down there. He goes down there and he's visiting Lauren and uh, he writes me and he said, The thing is, I, I, I was feeling more comfortable with my Spanish, but I didn't know how well I spoke it until I was in the cab. And the cab driver took a wrong turn and wasn't going to my hotel and I was able to talk to him and correct him and tell him how to go where I wanted to be. And he said, at that point, I felt so much more comfortable and confident to be able to travel in Spanish-speaking countries. That is awesome. Mexico or Bolivia. <laughs> that is really cool. It is really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it all depends on how much work and effort you want to put into it, but just from his experience to be able to tell me that was it was nice to know it really is effective. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, the tutors are using time-tested techniques. That's hard to say, time-tested yeah. techniques. <laughs> They've been doing this immersion-style tutoring in person for 
20 years. I mean, not, not all of them have 20 years experience. But you know, this, this technique has been used for 20, 30 years. And it's evolved and it works and it works for any level um, because it is, it's something that it just integrates so many different sort of learning styles and learning mechanisms. And it's such an active thinking process. It's not just passively reading something or listening to somebody and just taking it in. You're engaging your brain and you're problem solving. And that just seems to create these you know, stronger connections in your mind and, and your ability to retain that information. Um, do they give you exercises to do between lessons? We do a couple of things. They Right now they send emails, but in our new system we're going to have uh, over 60, maybe 70 different grammar lessons that they cover. And then there'll be the vocabulary vocab. and quizzes and so it'll, it'll be, we're trying to get to a point where it's all online. They don't need to email you type, homework type assignments. The thing is but that they we, do do that. They will do that, absolutely. And, and to your point where they, it's, <clears throat> there are grammar lessons that need to be taught, but the great thing about this is when they, in having a one-on-one instruction, is, is they're teaching you. Everybody has a specific point that they might not fully understand or grasp, and so they have the flexibility then to change the topic for that particular day. They don't have to finish a particular lesson. They can start talking to you about why you don't understand. Yeah, well, that's like the medical um, professionals that, that you speak, Sean, yeah. really like it. because. So the really cool thing is not only is it totally customized to where you might have issues and you know, your sort of style, and there's the audio, there's video, there's a text chat, all of that's going on, your mind is thinking, and then they can do things like role play. So doctors have told us they really like that because then the student, you know, the doctor um, can play doctor. <laughs> and the tutor, the tutor is, is the patient, right? <laughs> so Jamie's okay. looking at me. He's Won't got say like nothing. 15 nope. jokes yeah, right there. All waiting and to come I'm out. saying, don't say a word. <laughs> For the love Mary of God, here. don't <laughs> say anything. Not saying a word. <laughs> So the, saying. the point is that the, the, the tutor can um, take on the role of a patient so they can express pain or, you know, various symptoms and things like that and have that kind of a dialogue where the, <laughs> where the student, the doctor, it can is doing inject a real, that sort of reality. Yeah, a real contextual role playing kind of situation. <laughs> like if you went to Guatemala, you might take a cooking class with your tutor. Cooking is better. That's cooking is less. It's not nearly as fun as playing doctor. <laughs> Come on. Playing, you're playing chef. Yeah, do right. you want to play chef, chef or play doctor? Totally. Chef or play doctor? Mm. <laughs> okay. So, I have, I have, I'm really glad that I'm talking right now. Somebody no. else. <laughs> I, I have another question. Are you going to do other languages? Yes. yes. That's what we plan to do. What and are you doing next? What do you want? Well, are you going to go Portuguese? I would love to go Portuguese. I would love to go Portuguese, yeah. yes. Yeah. And um, it's an easier transition for us because um, we're still small. And so it's, uh, you know, we have to speak Spanish every single day with our instructors. And to bring on people who speak Portuguese, mm-hmm. it would be great as well. The tutors will speak some English, but they try very hard not to, to speak English, especially when they're teaching, because it's most, most language instructors, they'll try and force their students to really try and think of ways to say it in that language. So Portuguese, we're hearing a lot about Chinese. Chinese, that was, you know, Chinese, that was, that was the next one, yeah. I think one thing that we found, which is very interesting, though, that people, we are really going after the adult market right now. And uh, maybe in the future it would it'd be, you know, it's, it's, it's easier, it's more complicated to get into K through 12 just because there are so many 
regulations and whatnot. We see that we could be a great complementary service for uh, students who want to learn to speak another language, but it comes down to people who who really need to learn the language almost sometimes. There are lots of people who want to learn the language, but I want to learn to play the guitar and it sits in the corner all day long. You know? So yeah. it's... it's yeah. <laughs> Until you have to learn the guitar. I got him that guitar. Exactly. It yeah. looks nice in the I got corner. Him it looks good. Still. Yeah. <laughs> and it was... You know, so people who... There are lots of people who have to learn to speak Spanish, and I think there's going to be a point where people have to learn to speak Chinese, but it hasn't quite gotten to that point. Spanish is big for us just because of the population mix we have now, and yeah. so it's becoming more and more, and more important. And I think that is that addresses exactly that that point. That you know, today now Spanish is critical for us to have a working knowledge of, and in 20 years Chinese will probably you know be probably. that next language for us to, to understand. It's very cool. So we'll this is there. so cool. And, you know, guitar. Guitarshop.com. <laughs> guitar you know, you got your video, you got your tutorial. I can see that coming. It uh, would be easier, though. I mean, that's part of the, the hassle of having to drive over to some place and, yeah. and meet with a guy and, and schedule with that one on, guy one-on-one it's, and getting a hold of him. So this is, this is where we're trying to take some of that. You know, that's what people deal with. One-on-one in person is better. You know, no question. But it's more expensive. It's inconvenient. And that's what we're trying to do is eliminate that for people who, who want to learn to speak Spanish. Keep it real convenient. Keep it inexpensive. Yeah, I do. It is really easy because you can do the day before. You can schedule a lesson for the next day. You know, yeah. If you want to do three lessons this week and then next week, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Well, is that your intent? I mean, what is your intent with somebody? If I were to come, I mean, I speak, you know, one sentence of Spanish. And apparently my name is Pedro. <laughs> That's about as far as I go. What is your intent with somebody like me who needs to learn Spanish? Do I use this as a, you know, every other day, get on with my tutor and drive me through lessons through, through fluency? Or is this a supplementary program? And what is your intent with the new user? Well, we'd like to get to the point where be- absolute beginners can learn to, to speak like Spanish. nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. And the thing is, I didn't speak bolts. any Spanish. <laughs> nuts through bolts. What, what is it? Nuts to... <laughs> nuts to soup. Soup, soup, to, soup nuts. to nuts. Soup to nuts, yeah. <laughs> or nuts to bolts. Whatever. <laughs> it's brand new. Soup and, <laughs> and a salad. Whatever, whatever, whatever floats my, your boat, you yeah. know? Is my second language, you know. <laughs> <laughs> ESL. expressions are yeah, you're yeah. still learning. Those, uh, those come with more difficulty. Yeah. But I, I think what happens is we... <laughs> We find people who speak a little bit of Spanish do better when they come to our website, but only because, I think, uh, people who don't speak any Spanish um, get a little overwhelmed a little bit, and it, it kind of throws them off a bit. And, and you need to have uh, a lot of patience with yourself that it's going to just take some time to learn to speak Spanish. I, I learned from scratch, and I so I know you can do it. I mean, it's just a matter of you have to just sit down and patiently, you know, they'll... They'll try and get you to talk. And it's speak actually and kind of fun, though. It is fun. Yeah, you know, I think we, we get a lot of people, you can see, like, if you go in our lounge, there are comments from people who I think are kind of almost startled that it works and that it's fun, and they develop friendships with their tutors. Yeah. And we have people is, go down there and take one-on-one in person because yeah, they enjoy it's a it so social, much. They would have never gone down there before. Too, yeah. you know? it's, it's fun. You so adults, adults can learn a second language. Is that, I mean, there's this whole thing. I'm living proof. There's a, a saying, you can't teach an old dog yeah, new yeah. tricks. Clay's an old dog. He's, he yeah. learned it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. I was, I, and I was genuinely one of those people who thought I would never, ever be able to speak. Uh, well, because you tried. Oh, I had tried. tried and failed. And failed. Yeah. <laughs> In flames. Yeah. Soup to boats. <laughs> <laughs> That is wonderful. What a great example of a cool 
how technology do we get some that's cheap shares? Doing good stuff. That's what yeah. I want to know. How, how yeah. do we get cheap shares? We're really in your cheap place? right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm it's a good question though. These things always come up in terms of whether or not we should go out and get yeah. investors or or stay small, and so. You know, we at this point, you do have to give away, and you, you probably know this, you have to give away quite a bit when you try and get investors, and mm-hmm. especially if you don't have something that's really proven. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah. we've thought about it, and we'd like to get to that point. If we could prove it more, it'll help us retain more of the ownership. And so mm-hmm. we haven't really... I think the other thing, too, is because we have such a strong social mission, and you know, I've done a, a lot of work in that field of sort of the social enterprise or socially responsible business or social ventures and things like that. And there's this constant pressure between making money and making a social impact. And sometimes the two don't meet. Mm-hmm. And if, sometimes if you have an investor, they may disagree with you about which is more important, mm-hmm. especially, you know, because... Especially an institutional their, investor that puts mm-hmm. a lot of money. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So they have a respon- the fiduciary responsibility yeah. to their money. So... You know, those are things that we contemplate, too. I think that this is the coolest thing oh, to slice bread. it is really cool. <laughs> it is a great <laughs> example of a cool See, I'm using all these company. phrases. I'm sorry. Oh, it's yeah. okay. I'll look yeah. it up later. So he's going to have to <laughs> slice bread. Yeah, yeah. never mind. See, bread yeah. used to come as well. Yeah, bread used to be a big loaf, and then somebody, like, woo, look at that. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I'll yeah. test you in your Spanish later. Okay. I have no idea where soup to nuts came from. Though. Oh, yeah. Come on. You can't blame I, me. It makes I no sense, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. It does to somebody. Yeah. But somebody it, anyway, it is really cool. And I'm so glad you guys well, are here teaching for us and that you are, that you are uh, you know, you're doing it in real life. This is, this is fascinating Thanks. to watch very, this happen as a little microcosm. And we're very interested to see how this works. And and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to come sit down with us and tell us your story. This is great. You'll come back on as you progress and yeah. talk sure, about yeah. that. It's and been really fun. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we'll be around. Yeah. And that's uh, sheep. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully sheep, sheep shop will be around. Sheep, sheep, <laughs> sheep shop. <laughs> Sorry. I speak, speak shop. shop. Me talk pretty one day. Is that... <laughs> speak. Speakshop.com. And uh, where I do... You guys have email addresses on the site yep. that they can get in touch with you. Yes, Cindy, Clay, Clay, at Speech Shop. Easy enough. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, uh, this has been very, very interesting. Good. Jamie, I am uh, disappointed Mary wasn't here, and I'm sure she's agonizing as she right. listens to this. Yes, so. but we did. We're sorry, Mary, we, did we missed good. you. But I think yeah. we did okay. We kept the house up, and uh, yeah. this has been great. It's been great. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. And this Thank has been another Tuesday noon. Thanks so much. As and Mary we'll says, see you next week. We're out. We're out. <laughs> Tuesday noon for October 3rd, 2006, a service of University of Phoenix. For more information on the show, catch up with us on our website at www.tuesday12.com and write us at the show at tuesday12.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week on Tuesday noon.